me to change, they want me to change, but I ain't changing, nah, I remain the same. And you are now tuned into another episode of Intellectually Petty Radio. Brought to you by M3S3 Clothing. Men make moves and suckers stand still. And as always, on the mighty, 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 mighty Nerve DJs Radio Network. You know I only rock with legends. And today is absolutely no motherfucking exception. My man has produced for Dr. Dre, Eminem, Crooked Eye. Hell, K-Shine got some love from him, man. Black Nails is in the fucking building. What's going on, bro? Fuck us up, my guy. <laughs> Yo, you know what? Yo, man, how you doing, man? How's the family, though? Man, everybody's good, man. Just got done with a session, uh, working on some stuff I can't discuss. But, you know, life is good, man. I'm blessed. Yo, Dr. Dre, man. I got to start with Dr. Dre. How <laughs> the fuck do you even meet Dr. Dre, let alone get kicking it with the nigga? Um, shit. Honestly, it came through uh, my big bro, Sly Piper. Um, he's been with Dre for, like, almost 20 years. Um... You know, I've been knowing Sly for a good eight or nine years now. So when I first met him through a, a friend of ours named Galen, um, you know, it was just a, a bonding type thing. Like, Sly used to come to my other house when I had a studio. We used to work. He used to record records. So I used to always hear records like what Dre was working on, him, whoever, k mm -hmm. So he would never, I never asked, like, yo, take me to Dre, take me to Dre. I just took it as, you know, I'm not ready yet. You know what I'm saying? So I worked on my craft and years went by. And I guess I got kind of good at this shit, you feel me, bro? And uh, I started flying to L.A., going to record one, going to Dre, I mean, going to Dre Studio first. And then I end up doing a beat that Dre liked. So i never forget, we, I was in L.A., it was uh, Saturday morning. We just landed, boom, boom, I go to record one, Dre calls Sly. Sly puts the phone to the speaker so everybody can hear us in the studio. Dre goes, yo, man, I'm trying to work, so I called you first. He's like, all right, cool, I'm going to come through. Drago's dope. Sly goes, yo, whoa, 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 whoa. I got the kid Nails here with the beat. He got the stems. Can he pull up? Drago's, yeah, of course he can pull up. You know what I mean? Hold up. Thank you, baby. Welcome. That's my little daughter. <laughs> so, uh, oh, I love that, man. I got three daughters of my own, so I understand. Uh, so uh, Drago's like, yeah, he cool. He can pull up. So actually the guy my homie uh finance beats he produced no rope role models for j cole one of j cole's biggest records and uh he's like yo nails yo play that shit for drake man you got that shit bro just play that shit some undeniable shit i'm like all right cool whatever but at the same time you know you meet when you meet in your idols you shaking like a motherfucker bro i mean you don't know what to expect you don't know how to act not know how to act but you know you don't want to make no no dumb childish mistakes you know what i'm saying yeah so, you don't want to fuck it up yeah yeah that, that, especially not with a guy no that was Dre. So <laughs> we ended up going to the crib. You know, crib is beautiful. I'm, I'm pretty sure people see it online. Crib is just fucking immaculate. Um, I go down, go downstairs in the studio, whatever. He always showed me love from day one, bro. Like he treated me like he knew me already. Um, so the story goes, I sit down like right here. He pulls a chair up in front of me. He goes, yo, uh, you heard any of my new shit? I'm like, nah, only the shit that, you know, me and bro did for you. So he walks up to his mixing board, big ass console SSL joint. He plays the record. Mind you, it's like 10, 15 people in the studio already at his house. So he plays the record. Everybody's bobbing their head. He looks back, he goes, Nails, you like that? And me, I'm a, you know, I'm a 100 dude. I don't care who you are. If I don't like it, I don't like it. I go, uh, nigga, you kind of sound depressed. <laughs> 
<laughs> he was like, yeah, you're right, you're right. But the next record he played, it was a joint that made the Grand Theft Auto game with Eminem, the gospel record. And like, that shit was amazing. Uh, like he played two more songs, just like out of this, out of his world. Uh, Coming to find out, he knew that record was whack that he played. He just wanted to see if I was a yes man or not. So it pays off keeping it 100 with everybody, especially with icons and ghosts, because a lot of people don't like yes men in their corner. And that's yeah. how we cool. So, you know, every time I was going back to L.A., I was going to his house. Um, you know, once he heard my beats, dude, like, that was, like, the most surreal moment of my life to this day where, you know, you in Dre house, you playing beats with Dre, and he's loving my shit. You know what I mean? Like, loving my shit. So I had a great experience, and that shit turned to a friendship where I ended up losing $100 to him at the Super Bowl two years ago at his house. That yeah, was in the video. Yeah, that was a whole <laughs> Like I said, man, it's really a blessing to be, you know, to be friends with your idols and, you know, have a relationship with somebody who you really look up to and that, you know, you really want to walk in their footsteps and you actually get there. I mean, it's still a surreal moment to me sometimes. Is that a downside to knowing Dr. Dre and being cool with him? Um, To keep it a buck with you, the downside is 95% of the questions when people talk to me, they want to ask about Dr. Dre. Ask about Dr. Dre. Yeah, which is cool. I get it, though. I don't, I don't yeah. frown. It's just like, you know, a lot of people don't get the opportunity to meet a, a person like Drake because, you know, he's like a myth. You know what I mean? And they, they'll be around him and just have regular conversations, just chill out. Where, you know, sometimes you don't even talk about music. You just talk about regular shit. Man, it's, it's amazing. Like I said, the only downfall is just like, you know, sometimes you just people just want to ask about Drake. How is he? Was he? Is he this? Is he that? Yo, he's a regular guy. He's so, he's like, to be like, the coolest billionaire I ever met in my life. Put it like that. Yeah, I wouldn't know. I've never met one. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, your, your guy you got, though, Ray Emanuel. Oh, yeah, I met Ray um, a couple that years ago. That nigga is retarded, bro. That nigga's the truth, bro. So yes. I met Ray because uh, he had a situation with Ice Cube. Um, you know, I'm, I'm friends with Cube's sons and all that shit. So me and Ray, that's like my little bro. You know what I mean, anytime I need a verse... Or he need beats, he would call each other. Uh, his management team, uh, they always treat me like family. Uh, I need my rematch, so we lost him at, in basketball at Ice Cube House a couple years back, so I need my rematch. But uh, that dude, I think he's the next one that's going to carry that torch when it comes to hip-hop. You know what I mean? I, I agree. Oh, oh, somebody must have called you. Yeah, yeah. Yo, Yo. I tell, tell your mans I need that interview, too, before it's too late. Who, Ray? Yes. Oh, that's bro. That's not calling me after this, bro. That's not. That's my little bro, my guy. Like Dang I said, it. I think like niggas, niggas always try to compare him to J. Cole, but he's not. They, I think the only similarities they got is that they both from North Carolina. At the end of the day, if you want my opinion, eh, the hair, the cadences. But you know, these like, he got some J. Cole to him. It, but but you can see where the foundation is. Oh yeah, you could definitely see that. But like I say, yo, I respect him as an artist. Um, especially a kid his age that understands the value of like real hip hop. And I respect him so much because he's not doing what everybody else is doing, having the same sound, talking about the same stuff. You know, that's yeah. why I like working with artists like that that's not afraid to step outside the box and be themselves instead of just following the trend. What you working on beat wise? Oh man. Uh I would say but I might get in trouble. No, 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 no. What, what, maybe, maybe I should reword the question. Like, mm -hmm. um, are, are you using uh, 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 like keyboards and shit? Or are you using a, a, a program? 
got keyboards, drum machines, native instruments, machine keyboards. I just got to clear it out right now because uh, Sly Piper, the guy who brought me to Dre, we was over, he was over here recording and uh, he records himself. So I just move everything so he can have his comfortable space. But I got a drum machine right here, used to be here. My keyboard usually sit right here. You know, sometimes if I have somebody come and play live bass, that's enough room in my studio, you know, for live instrumentation as well. Okay, at what point did you, uh, how long have you been making beats? And at what point did you realize, okay, I can actually eat off of this? Um, To keep it a buck with you, bro, I, I, I really never thought about the money part of the whole music, me getting to the music game. I just wanted my respect from the greats. You know what I mean? Even though, like I said, I worked for years and still chasing this music shit. So it was never about the money. It was about getting respect from legends like a Dre or M or K-Dot or from execs at labels. You know, that's what I do it for. Plus I do it because I just love making music. Um, you know, on top of that, man, you know, the money is good. Don't I'm not gonna cap. The money is great. <laughs> Crazy. The money is great, but I just do it for the love of, of hip hop and just love of just making music, man. Honestly. Okay. Who, who are your credits? Because I don't, you know, not too many people know Black Nails. Oh yes, yeah. Credits: Dr. Dre, Eminem. Hold on, baby. I'm on. Come on, be out. Graph, uh, Crooked Eye, Coco Sarai, Ray Emanuel, um, K Dot. Unreleased. I got songs with Cube on his new album, with Ice Cube, that is, on his new project. Um, you know, I got a whole bunch of stuff. The list just goes on and on. Like, uh, my career started, like, when I moved to Atlanta from Syracuse. Um, my first situation was with, like, Dallas Austin. So I've been in the studio with, like, Natalie Cole, uh, just legend Stevie Wonder and shit like that, man. So it's just like I've never been just a hip-hop producer. I just love making music overall. Yo, I seen a video the other day. Stevie Wonder was at some club. He can see, bro. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What? Yeah, yeah. I went to a Stevie Wonder concert uh, at Phillips Arena, like State Farm. It was, it was Phillips back then, and dude had like two pianos, like you know, but beside each other. But it was like a cable in the middle of the stage. So he got up <laughs> from the one piano. And, it was, and it was, there was no way he knew it was a cable on the floor, bro. He, like, put his leg up and, just, like, walked over the cable and sat down at the piano. I was like, yeah, bro. No, man. They, he, they, they count the steps for him and tell him, step number three, step over. Bro, nah, nah. No? No? I think, I think that shit was a whole gimmick and we got fooled, bro. That's my opinion. I couldn't be wrong, man. <laughs> my whole life, this nigga can see, huh? <laughs> Yo, that'd be, <laughs> that'd be some wild shit if that's true, bro. No, I I seen this nigga uh, just at a club, and he was singing over breakbeats. Yeah, I seen that video, man. Like I said, man, you know, especially like hip-hop, man, we rule the world right now, bro. We're like the number one grossing, you know, genre right now, man. Besides country, uh, hip-hop is up there. I just wish that, you know, hip-hop would take a turn a little bit. Know what I mean? Because I think it's saturated with the foolishness. You know, I, I like to see people get their money, but I also like to see people, you know, take care of the culture and keep it alive at the same time. I mean, but you fucking with the people that could change that if they, they chose to. If they chose to, but I feel like, you know, personally, their work is not done. They're just waiting for that next group of, that next generation that's going to really hold it down. You still got artists out there that spit in, you know, bars and lyrics and messages, but... You know, they always get overlooked because it's not the mainstream sound. They don't have an 808 in there or they don't sound like this person that's out right now. So 
you know, you, you really got to dig and scrape and try to find like the real MCs out there. Who's a real MC I should know about? You know, Ray Emanuel, Kendrick Cole, Joey Badass. Um, I like OT Real, um, Graf, especially like Griselda, Conway, Benny, um, La Russell out in LA. Um, I, yo, that I, nigga is that, ridiculous. That nigga's the truth, bro. Yeah, that I got a chance to interview him too. Which is just, but that dude is ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. He's a beast, man. Like I said, I like just me personally. I like just different shit. I just don't like what everybody else like because it's hot. I feel you, and I'm, I'm. I was talking about this show that I saw you on. Um, and let me see if I, I still got it pulled up. It, what was? Oh, Junkies TV. Yeah, yeah, it's my man, uh, Trife Joint. That's a good friend of mine. You know, I'm always down to support anybody who's just pushing that hip hop culture. You know what I'm saying? Yo, that nigga was playing some ridiculously dope shit, though. You know, I'm all right, man. I do okay for myself. I, you know, I do Wait, not... all all of those tracks you produced. Yeah, I did all those joints. Every last. I did, not know, I did not know that. Yeah, I produced all them joints. Like no co-production. That's just all me, straight up. Oh wow! So this cube joint is 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 it? Uh, America's most cube. Or the predator. Um, I'm gonna keep my shit a thousand, bro. I don't even know, <laughs> honestly. So, I got the word through. You know, my uh, I got a lot of brothers. Now, I mean, a lot of OGs per se. Um, he had text me on Facebook like, "Y'all thought he's gonna be in LA." Um, but good news is you made Q album. His son told me at the meeting because they, they do like a little fantasy football league at Interscope, whatever. Mm -hmm. And Daryl, his son, had told my man E. Like, yo, tell Nails he made the album. We get everything situated. You know, Pops is traveling right now with this tour. Um, so, but tell Nails he made the album. So, if it's the song that they play for me at his house, it's really on some America's Most Wanted type shit. Because we need that cube. Huh? I said, we need that cube right there. Yeah, yeah. Cube's on his shit, man. Like, Cube is like, probably, he a cool dude, too. Like I said, his fan, like his son's. Yeah, they cool as hell, man. Like, their whole family's just laid back. I like seeing Black Exodus, but also being humble at the same time and still reaching back and trying to find new talent, like how they did me. Okay, so who you got under your wing right now? Uh, I got an artist named Eric Dangerfield. Not a hip-hop artist. He's a pop artist. Uh, dude is amazing. Um, Plays seven instruments. We already got situations on the table. We got I know Nicki Minaj is interested in him. I mean, interested in them. Um, Sony, Arista. You can look him up on my page. I posted like a little simple video, but dude is amazing. Like 21 years old from uh, Daytona, Florida. Like I said, I just like to try to step up my box sometime and just, you know, because you never know where you're going to find greatness. It may be rap, it may be pop, it may be country. As long as it's dope, I'm with it. Because I don't really put my name on everything. Like a lot of people always ask me, how come you don't work with such and such, such and such? In my opinion, it's like, if you play basketball, you want to play with Jordan. You want to play with Shaq. You want to play with Max. You want to play with the GOATs and the icons. Me, I've been blessed where I deal with the Drays. I deal with the M's. I'm on that level. Not to say I'm better than anybody, but I just don't go around chasing like I used to because, you know, once you deal with the pinnacle, how high can you really go? You ever told M, no, man, no, man that ain't it? Uh, No. <laughs> no, I haven't. No, I haven't. Like, uh, the, studio, like the studio in my crib, 20% of his album was done in my crib, like chorus-wise. Mm -hmm. So, um, like, 
that situation happened so organically. I never forget. I was home, and then Sly calls me. He goes, uh, "Yo, I need to come lay some shit down for M." I'm like, "Cool, say less." So he lays it down. Actually, it's for his single "Higher," that came out to be a single from his last album. So mm-hmm. I laid it down, whatever. So Sly hit him with the text, like, "Yo, can I send you some beats and hooks?" He goes, "Hell yeah!" So in like three days, we did like 15 records for him. Um, like a, I said, like two or three months later, I never forget. We was in LA. I was at a 7-Eleven, about to give me some nachos and some rolling papers. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Cause I, was about to, I gotta get right. Nachos and rolling papers, my guy. You know I mean? <laughs> so uh Sly had called me as soon as I got in the car. He was like, Yo, I got the phone with him. You know what I mean? He talked about the album that he about to drop, yada yada yada. And ain't say he ain't say nothing about none of the songs we did. So now that was a downer point for that second. So it's like I was like, yo, nigga, this nigga ain't sending me the album. Nah, he ain't saying nothing about it. Next thing you know, we get a text message from him. Oh, yeah, favorite bitch. I'm keeping that one too for sure. So that was like the official I made it stamp. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you chase the dream so long, sometimes you're going to have your ups and downs, but I always stay positive during negative moments. I just kept pushing, bro. You know what I mean? So now it's to the point where, you know, I quite as Kevin got like 20 songs in him right now. Shit, I never heard. Well, I got at least a dub pack where I can show you, if I was that type of dude, I could show you screenshots, text messages. But like I said, I'm blessed to be in a certain position where I don't have to chase it no more, man. Oh man, that must be nice. Oh, this no. thing, bro. <laughs> and so you got you 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 got a joint or or joints? Not sure with K Shine. Yeah, I got a joint with K. I got a couple joints with K Shine. That's my guy. Um, very cool dude. I met him through a, a friend of mine that was born and raised in Syracuse, just like me. Brought him to the house, and we just clicked. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, he, I think a lot of battle rappers get get looked over because they're labeled as battle rappers. But these yeah. guys actually write songs. I think, you know, people just judge off what they see from the battle raps, and they don't really go try to find their music. They only listen to them while they battle. Which is eh, kind of- it's about five, five to t- maybe eight battle rappers that actually can construct good songs. Now, let me hear. Let me hear your list. Definitely Tay Rock. Okay. Tay Rock is crazy at it. Crazy, crazy. Um, definitely Sue Surf. Sue Surf is a, is a free. I don't want to say free that man because I don't know what the fuck you did. Um, but Sue Surf was definitely that guy as far as being able to make songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like Summer Calico's, and I'm from Detroit, so I don't want to be too biased. What up, but, though? What up, though? Uh, you know, it's, it's some of his stuff is is uh, okay, but then he makes some 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 really fire shit. Uh, 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 damn, what's Quest McCody boy? Ah, oh, fuck. Oh, Marv One. I fucks with Marv One on the beat. He nice. He nice. Yeah, Marv One is is really 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 dope. Uh, I'm trying to think who else. You don't like You don't like uh, Murder Mook. I've never heard anything Murder Mook did. And I think Murder Mook as a battle rapper is just overrated. Oh, damn, for real, bro? Yes. The nigga's like like Haley's Comet. He got <laughs> one battle every 37 years, and they proclaim, you know, him and Lux. I'm going to be honest with you. Right, right. Just overrated. I, I think, I, I, I want to say they're overrated. I just think, you know, those are names that you always heard when that shit first popped off like 20 years ago. And Those niggas won't let it go. 
Paul let it go. They sometimes sometimes it's best to sit at a high level and just you know just chill out until you know somebody poked the bear and then you come back out because I feel like those guys are legends in the battle rap world just because of their longevity of a long you know their longevity in the whole battle rap field. I mean I've seen the battle rap come a long way from they used to battle on the street, not even on stage or smack. They getting paid for it. Yes. So I, I actually love it that they're actually making money off of battle rap now. It's just not for a free thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I fuck with, like, I've been fucking with battle rap heavy for about a decade. No word? Yeah. The, the last the last year or two, you know, URL is kind of like, they, yeah. they ain't the NBA no more. Uh, they like the G League. They, they, I won't. <laughs> I'm not gonna go that, that far. No, damn, this CYO church league right now, bro. Because you know, people. I think people at that time are at that point in life where they want to own something themselves and not just keep making somebody else rich. That's a whole different conversation. Yeah, and the whole uh, you sign a contract just for us. Uh, you know, it didn't sit well when they did it, but they had more leverage. Now yeah. niggas is like, bro, RBE is over here with a bag, the big bag too, right? You know, like ARP, it's not for he see he see weakness and he's making the right moves. Give him another year and he might fuck around and he might be that top guy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He definitely got potential. I mean, definitely. So DJ Wise, who you fuck with? DJ Wise, are you talking about like DJ Wise that be mixing and cutting or DJs that just play hot records? They got a name. I don't care about the. I can play hot records. I'm talking about niggas with skills. Shit, honestly, bro, I, I, you know, of course, Jazzy Jeff, he's a goat. You know what I mean, facts. He's a goat. Uh, I, I fuck with D Nice. I love D Nice. Um, party wise, I gotta go with my bro Who Kid. I got a funny story about him. We almost got killed together in Daytona. Me and my brother. Ain't yeah, I need to hear this. <laughs> so, we in Daytona, bro. Me and my brother Who Kid. We down there visiting a family member, whatever. We go to some whack ass strip club, bro. It's no more than nine people and three <laughs> workers. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like behind the bar. <laughs> yeah, yo. <laughs> so, you know, I'm at this part of the bar. My brother's on the other side. The who kid is in the middle. That's how much room it was. Like, you can sit anywhere you want. He got some fat Mexican dude on like $4 at the stripper. You know what I mean? <laughs> so. I never forget this shit. So this chick comes in the bar. You know, I'm, I'm you know, I've been in Atlanta for a minute, so I got some out tally. She comes in the club. I was able to say, hey, how you doing? And she just walked right past me. No problem. I don't care. So my brother yells us some shit like, yo, nails, you know, chicks with cowboy hats don't know how to talk. We didn't know her husband and his boy is like 6'6, 350. Comes over to us. We're like, yo, man, we just talk shit, man. Like, relax, relax. So who kids with you know, who cares, you know. He's a funny dude, and he ain't that big. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So they tried to fight me and my brother and who kid, the security king. Dude had one patch over his eye. I was like, yo, we about to get fucking shanked in Daytona. <laughs> and we got who kid with us. Like, yo, this is not a good look, bro. It was one of the funniest things ever. It's like, dude, you go to a strip club, it's 11 people, and you about to get killed in a club with 11 people, bro. That's not cool at all, bro. Not at yes. Yeah, and you, they'll never know what happened to you. Oh, no, that should have been on world. Somebody not, out of those 11 people, somebody had a camera phone just waiting for some shit to pop up. No, not with 11 people, bro. 
somebody had a phone, bro. Somebody. Oh, they, I'm sure they had a phone, but they ain't using that motherfucker because all them eleven people know each other. Right. Exactly. You know, so you you would disappear. Hey, you know they're talking about the disappearance. Them niggas ain't saying nothing. Oh, uh, we was about to be out of here, man. We got the hell out of Daytona so fast the next morning, bro. We was out. Who you rocking with production wise? Oh man, um, I love Hit Boy, bro. Like I, I I respect him a lot because one, he don't chase the he don't chase the sound. Um, I like Denai Porter from uh D12, the producer from Detroit. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Denied real, real tough. Um, who else? That's that's hot. That's that's you know that's really dope. Um, Ninth Wonder, of course. I love Ninth Wonder stuff. He's the you know the guy for like that real hip hop sound. I like Knots the Ruler. I love Knots. I love drugs. Um, Bink. I fucks with Bink heavy. Um, let me see here. It's a couple cats, like underground cats that I really did. Uh, I, I mess with like my bro, Authentic Beats. He's dope. You know what I mean, he's like a real player, player. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He's dope. Uh, I, I fuck with Focus, especially the whole ICU team over there on the West Side. I fuck with them. I love Quick. I, I got like a gang of producers. Like, I always try to take like a little piece of everyone, pause, and come up with my own sound. You know what I mean? Like, like a high tech or, you know, just, I just like great music, bro. You ever have an artist and you like for whatever reason you just don't connect production wise to artists and you call somebody else? Um I had this shit happen early in my career when you know when I thought I was so called ready. Mm-hmm. Uh, um it's a bad feeling <laughs> when you play <laughs> you play your dopest beats and these niggas over here dozing off <laughs> niggas over there talking, having jokes, nigga over here asking for water. You know what I mean? It's just like, hello, I'm, I'm playing some shit. But that was a learning lesson. Like, yo, you got to understand, music is a supply and demand business at the end of the day. You know what I mean? You got to give people what they want. But at the same time, you still got to push them to step outside the box. Right. You know I'm like, I wouldn't send Will Smith or Eminem beat. It wouldn't make sense, right? Right. So you just got to learn like the whole supply and demand game of being a producer and challenging that artist to do, to take it to a whole different level. You know what I mean? Because like being around Dre, you learn a lot of things sonic wise, and you really learn how to produce records. That's one thing I could say I, I took from, you know, hanging with Dre, the whole ICU, where, you know, I've always been a guy like, you know, I don't need nobody else making beat. I can make my own shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Sometimes you really got to humble yourself and understand it's not about you. It's about making the dopest record you can make. So if a, if a nigga play the bass line better than you, let him live. Let him play the bass. You take care of the percussion. You take care of the strings. You take care of the keys. I mean, because now you're dealing with all different creators. creators, And, you know, you just want to, you really want to make the best record for the artist that you're dealing with. So it's never a you picture. And that's what I learned from Dre being around that whole ICU about, you know, it's a team thing, bro. Because you, you try to do it by yourself. It's cool for a minute. But then you're going to start running out of melodies to play. Your vibe, you might have a, a, a beat block, like a writer's block, so you can feed off energy from somebody else. But, you know, like, I just love collabing right now. But mostly when I'm just, like, dealing with Sly or whatever, I'm just dolo in here just fucking up. And, you know, we send it to Amity and he fucks with it. You ever had an artist and you was like, man, it, they trash? Oh, nigga, lots of times. Yo, I done kicked so many people out of my studio. 
Wait a minute, you kicked him out? I'm nice about it though. I just don't start. <laughs> I, I nicely put you out. Like the fuck? Nigga, I got another session. I gotta go. Or one time I told a nigga I got homework. Nigga, I'm th- I was 35. Like, like nigga, I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> I got home. I gotta go. Like, you in school now? Yeah, I, I got night classes, bro. I got I got class. And I mean, but uh, but you come across those. But what I really like though, because you know, I, then at the end of the day, I'll be done. I'm like, yo, bro, you know, you gotta work on your timing, your delivery. I always give them, you know, the real shit up front. You feel me? Mm-hmm. And some artists come back with a better attitude, and some artists just say, yo, fuck nails, fuck his beats. I don't care who you don't work with. I ain't never going back. Those type of artists, they come and go. You know what I mean? And that's have why you had one of those that said, fuck nails, and you look up and this nigga on TV doing this thing. You ain't got to name him. Um, actually, nah. Nah, nah. Nah, not at all. I see. Nails, nails been right all the time, huh? Nah, nah, not even, but, you know, I do have disagreements. I mean, with some artists when it comes to, like, producing, like, uh, the kid, bad news. He's hot right now. He did uh, the Scarlet remix from Syracuse. Kid from Syracuse. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been on him for years. And I mean, like, I got songs with him like people never heard before. We had like a little disagreement, but we manned up. You know, we still talk to this day. He's on TV. He's signing Joel Santana right now. So blessings to him. Like you all. If, I feel like if you can't have a a disagreement with an artist and a producer, it's never gonna work yeah. because I'm not always right. And the artist's not always right. You just have, have to find the middle common ground part to make it work. Now, I mean, my thing is, if I say you'll say it like this, and you finally say it, you get it right, and you say it, and it don't sound right, I'm like, you know what, my bad, my nigga. Say it the way you said it before. It sounds better. So you okay. just got at the end of the day, it's really about losing your ego. And people, you know, I think they'd be so shocked that I don't have an ego. Like, I'm, I'm still the same guy. Money don't change me. Success don't change me. I talk to any and everybody at the at the job of a dying, and people like you know you yeah, work- you better than me, bro. Money is definitely <laughs> going to change me, nigga. I'm gonna be riding around this bitch on a giraffe, looking down <laughs> on niggas like I eat them, my nigga. But they were short. <laughs> you know <what> I mean, get <laughs> that next year when they come out. I got me a two tone hyena. I mean, they six feet, three noses, and eight eyes, nigga. You ain't never seen this, nigga. <laughs> GMO clone hyenas, nigga. Know what I mean, so. But uh, what you, what you think of Scarlett? Um, I think she had she has a, a good song in her hands. You know, the, the nice buzz record. The you know the New York record. I think it's just time for her to grow, which I do see her growing by mm-hmm. being an artist. And I think you know, my opinion. That's what's hurting New York right now with the music. Nobody wants to help each other. I mean, everybody wants to be the king of New York. Everybody wants to be the queen, but she's getting embraced by the OGs like Buster, you know, Big Daddy Kane, Mary J. Blige, and I love seeing that, for, especially for New York, because you know, you know, right now let's be let's keep it a buck. New York sound like Atlanta. They don't want to hear that though, brother. No, the, I did. I did not say that. Hey, look, look, look. Okay, <laughs> where my ego comes involved, I don't give a. <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm on. I'm on my. I'm on your show. I'm gonna say what I want to say. This is my opinion. I mean, right now, I just feel like New York, you know, it used to be, you know, we was trendsetters. We started it. You feel me? But now it's like we can't, we became 
followers instead of leaders. And which, you know, I, I, I got to blame them for not, you know, being true to themselves. Like when little John took over with the crunk era. Every nigga in New York wanted a crunk beat. I'm like, nigga, you're from the Bronx. What you want a crunk beat for? Now, I mean, yeah. but they, like I said, it goes back to following trends. Yeah. And what's nothing wrong? Like, to me, like, I had best of both worlds where I grew up in New York, but really Atlanta raised me. I got there when I was like 20. So Atlanta raised me where I seen the whole music shift change when Pastor Troy came out with, you know, Ain't No Playing GA. When, you know, it was a club down here called Kaya. You know, you just seen the whole vibe down here. What I love about Atlanta is that they stick together. Now, I mean, you got a, a dude like DJ Unk, and he got Andre 3000 on his Walking Out remix. They embrace the culture. They they want to see the next generation win. And yeah. I think York took that mentality, not me on some more, yeah, let's pass the torch. Not me, let's help the next generation out. I think, you know, I'm not saying we can take it back or whatever the case. I don't even believe I don't even go that way with all that shit. I just love good music. But if New York will start showing more love, you know, maybe we can get like a, a dope artist like a Scarlet, you know, get her respect and her flowers. Not me, because I love what she's doing. She's moving around good. I love it, bro. I just love, I just have to see the next generation win and really just take care of the culture and sound like where the fuck they from. See, I'm going to disagree with you on this point. Mm -hmm. I think that, that in her case, the OGs need to leave her alone. Why is that? Because she came out with something complete. She was the female DMX. And if you look at just just her, her appearance now, they didn't, mm -hmm. they've been trying to sex her up, trying to you know, and, and and that's not what got her popping. True, but see, that's the that's the bullshit of the music industry, though. Yeah, but, but I, I think I think they're trying to use an old formula for her. That she ain't trying to be sexy red, you know, like she ain't Sukiana or whatever the hell her name is. She on a whole different ball field. Let her play her game, you know. I, if y'all want. If y'all want to come in, okay, you know, help her get producers of her era. Yeah, I got a record with her right now. I forgot to mention, I got a record with her right now. A new record. Um, I would play it, but I'm, I'll get in trouble. And it's fire, too. It's hard, too. When they yeah, man, you got to send me that, bro. It's crack. But, um, like, I, I promise I won't tell nobody. I'm old, man. I don't know nobody anyway. Motherfucker, you lying. <laughs> no, no. You'd be surprised, bro. I've had people send me shit over the years. Never. Not nothing for me. Right, I send you. I send you a snippet of it. How about that? Yeah, that'll work. Yeah, I fuck. I think. I think. Old girl is. She could possibly be the transition back to some sort of normalcy for femcs. Yeah, I think especially for like female rap. You know, I like her because she's not doing you know what other female artists are doing or what they're talking about. Yeah, just stand her lane. You know, and I, and like I said, bro, I love just to see people win, especially a young black female. That comes from the bottom, you know. She got a buzz. I, I actually love it. I mean, I just, I just, I just wish her the best of luck. And I think honestly, the OGs need to really like, you know, mold her. That's that's my opinion, though. I mean, I feel you. Like Buster said in his speech, you know, you got to fit the part. You know, what I mean, Buster been in this game for a minute, and he's still relevant. Then you got some rappers that's been here two years ago. You can't even find these niggas no more. I don't know if Buster's still relevant, bro. Bro, are you serious? He got a single with Bia. He got another single. He got songs with Chris Brown. Why is he not relevant, bro? He's on the 50 Cent tour right now. Why is he not relevant? Being on the 50 Cent store tour is not making you relevant. That's relevant with niggas that look like me. But niggas a sold out tour. Somebody's okay. 
Yeah, it's because niggas that look like me generally got a couple of dollars. <laughs> Y'all got the benefits. Right. You know what I'm saying? 401k is popping. <laughs> <You know>? So, <laughs> so that the song that came on Chris Brown four years ago, he didn't have the hottest verse that that's still turning out on TikTok, his verse. But I don't even remember that song. Bro, now you're acting your age, bro. Stop. Because I am my age. <laughs> I'm not running from that nigga. I'm 51. <laughs> but now, nah, but my is though, like you, you, you really gotta pay attention. You know, you know the game with a hip hop game. Your, your average career is only four years. Know what I'm saying, and, and it's a blessing for him to be in the game 30 years. And now, I will, I will say that you gotta, you gotta respect. And I think. See, here's the thing. Let's have a different conversation now. Got this, okay. Got this light shining on me like I'm a piece of chicken. I'm sweating and shit. So. uh I'm in a big bucket at Popeyes. I got two of them, one right here, one right here. Yeah, I know. So let's talk about it. What was the subject? I just lost the train of thought with the chicken shit. You talking about Buster and and his relevancy and being in the game 30 years. I think this is where hip hop as a genre, we're we're failing. Now, you have artists like Willie Nelson. I mean, he can do, he can put an album out right now. They still support him. Right? Yeah. Big Daddy Kane come out with an album. We're not going to support that because he's not relevant. We don't know who he is. Know what I mean? So I think uh, hip-hop community, we really need to start paying attention to our OGs like the Goody Mobs, the Outkast, instead of saying these old-ass niggas rapping. If it wasn't because these old-ass niggas rapping, you could say, it won't be no rap, period. So I think we I think we got to embrace our OGs, bro. Like, we always kick them to the curb. You trying to tell me like a nigga like Redman can't eat anybody's food right now on the mic? Okay, but Redman's still relevant. Nigga, he's not he's not more relevant than Buster. Hip hop wise? Yeah, I would say he is. Okay. If you say so. And I know Redman, that's my guy. I I'm know. just saying, like, like relevant in today's society is TikTok. You know, like or a, a sound you got 15 seconds, 30 seconds. Redman got bars. And even the young cats respect Redman's bars. And I'm not saying that that, that Buster don't. Mm-hmm. But I think Redman's bars translated better to the next generation. And trust me, I think that old niggas should, should, should eat too. Yeah. If Willie Nelson put out an album, though, the 18-year-old country listener is not buying Willie Nelson album. Their grandma is. I want to say that, bro. That was- I, like, because- if you listen, to, you listen to today's country music, it ain't, it definitely ain't the same as it was 30 years ago. Because the sound has changed, you know, sounds change every day, bro. Yeah, but, but still, if he puts out an album, it's gonna go platinum because he has his hardcore fan base. I don't exactly, give, I don't care if you're 17, 16, you, he still has his fan base. Like, 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 prime example, look at him, he has a hardcore fan base. People are gonna say he's old, he's not relevant, but he does his numbers and he gets respect. He's not the same MC. Why would you say that? Because he's not like, and, and I am a born and raised Detroiter, but mm-hmm. and and God bless the man for 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 being sober all these years. But when he put down the the dope, he changed. Okay, the pen. Check it out. Haven't you changed? You're fifty one. Do you oh, act absolutely? Do you act the same how you act when you was thirty years old? I, right. That's why I don't play basketball anymore. Me either. <laughs> 
you know, some of the, th the changes that I've recognized, okay, I can't do X, Y, and Z like I used to. I just don't do X, Y, and Z. Now I do A, B, and C. Right. But if you're still doing the same thing that you were doing back then, the changes in you are noticeable. I'll put it like this. When his new album drop, I feel you're going to change your mind. That's what I'm saying. I hope so. I hope so. Because the first two albums, nigga, beautiful. Like sonic masterpieces. Mm -hmm. You know, and it, it's not even the pen game. His pen game hasn't changed. Right. It, I think it, they're, they're tired of his delivery for like the last five years with the fast paced stuff. I get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you gotta understand, like, this man been in the game 25 years. What more can he talk about? What style can he do that he hasn't done before? So you got there. Like, therein lies the rub, though. Like you're not gonna say, okay, well, oh, oh, geez, we should support them. You gotta put out quality shit. You don't think you put out quality music? Eh. I'm just saying. Let's be real. When you buy an album in today's world with just streaming shit, how many songs do you actually play once you stream that album? See, I'm not. I'm, very seldomly am I gonna buy anybody's shit. Okay, we'll be going iTunes. And you okay. Play. So, out of every album that you got on your uh, on your iTunes account, how many songs do you play on that whole album? Oh, probably not very many. Thank you. You know, but granted, I'm an old nigga. So, most <laughs> of the shit that I'm going to play is old shit. Right. <laughs> you know, so, although I get, I get like, I, 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 drill music is a guilty pleasure of mine. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to play a whole album of drill music, though. Right, right. You know, I'm going to put my like songs, my shit from King Von, my shit from so-and-so, my shit from this guy from Boston, you know, and, and I make my own drill compilation. Right, right. You so know, but, um, and I'm, you know, but there are some old heads that make, that, that just have just managed to make still dope-ass music. Yeah. And then there are some old heads that are complaining that nobody's supporting them, but you sound like you from the 80s. Okay, so what about Griselda? I think their time is up. Wow. You really think that? And it's not a skill, it's not a skill set level. I think that they they, you know, like you bring a hundred bricks into a, a, a city the size of Akron, at some point you saturate the market. Right. And I think what they did was they overdid it. Too much brick talk. Not even too much brick talk, but too many bricks. They put out too much music. But ain't that what we get in the music game for to put out music so people can hear our music? Yeah, but I don't need to hear one uh, album every week from one of y'all niggas. <laughs> Nigga, it's called the grind. It's called the love of music, bro. Now, say, okay, you said that now. That's just like with hope. Let's say Hovind is prime. Mm -hmm. Black album Hovind. When he's mm -hmm. so tired, right? Oh, damn, we missed Hovind. Nigga was going two years. He comes back, he's on top of the game, right? Let's yeah. talk. Okay, let's talk about Wheezy. When Wheezy had that stretch from 2008 to like 2012, when he was putting on mixtapes every month, nobody said, yo, I'm tired of Wheezy. He's putting on too much music. His shit was dope. And you was waiting for the next Lil Wayne mixtape. When he was jacking for beats and all hell, them shits with drama and all that shit, bro. Even with Fifth, Fifth was the mixtape king. He was putting on mixtapes every week, damn near. And he yeah, but but I, but what? I, I'm gonna give you Wheezy. 
Because Wheezy is a, is a fucking alien. Right? And fifth, and fifth not? He's not. When he first came, bro, you trying to tell me it's been a bigger impact since fifth. Maybe one artist had a bigger impact than fifth. And Wheezy? No. Well, I'm talking when he first came out. Weezy had to build that shit up, bro. I mean, outside of M? Yeah. Because, I mean, it doesn't, I don't know if it gets bigger than M coming out the gate. Bro, Fifth had a bigger impact than M. Yeah, he had a bigger impact because of M. I'll give you that. M and Dre, I'll give you that. I'll give yeah. you that. You know, but but I, I will say, Get Rich or Die Trying is still sonically a masterpiece. Like, I, li- I listen to that damn near all the way through to this day. Yeah, like you can play that album out. You can play that shit right now, so we bumping that shit. That's yeah, but the difference between Get Rich or Die Trying and anything else that nigga has made, the gap is so far. Like with with, with Wheezy, like I don't know with the Carter Three. Most people say is probably his best work. The gap between that and most of his other shit is not that big. Right. Like, his consistency of greatness outside of Pac, I wouldn't even, you know what? I'm going to have to probably jigger. He might have been the most consistent, most consistently great in hip hop, to be quite honest. Who holds? No, Wheezy. I, I, I might, I don't know. I don't know. I think he had a nice stretch, but when you want to talk about you know, success and like really doing numbers, mm-hmm. you not leave him out of that conversation. Dude got three diamond albums. And I, people say, well, he got a white audience. I don't care about none of that shit, bro. I don't care who buys it. He does his numbers and he gets respect from his peers. So when it comes to, you know, putting on music, if you hot, you hot, because everybody always have that hot streak, right? Everybody get hot. Fabulous had a streak. Data had a streak. Everybody has their streaks when they just on fire. Whatever they put out is just fire. What Wayne did was phenomenal. He did it for more than five or six years. Just off of mixtapes. We're not even talking about the albums. Exactly. His, his mixtapes made him who he is today. Honestly, that's yeah. why I'll be like, yo, send this to mixtape easy. Because when he's on his mixtape shit, bro, nobody, nobody was touching him, bro. Nobody. Yeah. Touched- I mean, if we're going to go on. Like, like Drake been on a run, it ain't been seen. Whether you like the nigga Drake, whether you like the nigga or not, the run he been on has been been a decade. I feel like you know every every couple of years you get that star that has that run. I yeah. mean, Drake yeah. is one of guys where he can sing, he can rap, he can do pop music. He's still gonna do his numbers, and people are gonna respect him. I respect yeah. his pain game now. I don't care if he wrote it or not, but. His delivery is on point. He makes great songs. His delivery, nigga. His delivery is up there with, with as far as like deliveries in the pantheon of hip hop. Mm-hmm. Definitely top five, top so, ten. You, okay, so who's your top five? Just, just in deliveries. Just lyrics overall. Just lyrics delivery. Today, Scarface, and this okay. is no no particular order. Uh, Tupac. Well, Tupac is my goat. Okay, but I'm I'm gonna say Scarface. I'm gonna say Tupac. Uh, 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 I'm gonna definitely say Jay Z, which is unusual for me. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm feeling I'm feeling jiggy today. Pause. Um, 
Pause, pause. pause. LL. Huh? LL. Okay. Uh, top five, though? Or top ten? Top, top five. Oh. Like so, L- so you LL, said, bro. Okay, so you said L is a better lyricist than Ice Cube? No, but Ice Cube would probably be my next one. Okay. So so LL got better bars than Redman? LL makes better songs than Redman. Is it because LL is more commercialized than Redman? It's because LL is not even commercialized. He just knows how to make better songs. Which LL album is better than Muddy Waters? Probably none. That's all I'm saying. But I'll take LL's career. We're not talking about that. We're just talking about lyrics. Well, 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 well career lyrics-wise, song-wise. Another question. So you said LL got better bars than Andre 3000? No, but Andre 3000 ain't got no music. Bro, when you get to that level, bro, you don't got to make music. All oh, your catalog speaks for itself. No, what I'm saying is he don't have a catalog out, out, outside of Outkast. Okay. Now, if we talk about groups, it's Outkast and probably uh, Bone Thugs for me, depending on the day, number one, number two. I can see that. I will go Outkast. You can hear me, bro? Yeah, I can hear you. I just can't see you. I'm texting this nigga that keep calling my phone like, bro, I'm here. <laughs> uh, cameraman Joe. But um, group-wise, I would definitely say Outkast is my number one favorite group. I, I will put um, EPMD, um, NWA. Uh, that's just my top three. But getting back to the real shit, though, um, like EPMD said, is an interesting choice, though. I, I, you know why I like EPMD, man? Honestly, they brought a whole different sound. You know, East Summer brought that funk sound. Yeah, yeah, he did. That real funk sound, like, and they and they had a nice, they had a long career behind that, bro. Yeah. So, well, you know, that's my thing. But uh, let's get I back. I fucked with EPMD. I fucked with them heavy. Yeah, yeah. I'm not mad at that choice. You don't hear that too often, though. No, like I said, I think people get overlooked because they didn't have that big flamboyant career. Yeah. Like a goodie mob. They know? shot themselves in the foot too, though. Yeah, they niggas did. got mad. Niggas got mad at each other. Yeah, yeah. They shot both feet off. Bang, bang. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, other than that, though, yeah, like, the niggas was on a roll. And then, you know, I, you know, I, don't, I wasn't in the room with them niggas. I don't know. But, you know, it, this nigga didn't like this nigga. You know, this nigga wanted credit for this shit. You know, uh, same thing with Pete Rock and CL Smooth, man. Could have been. Yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot about those guys. I don't know I forgot about them. But like I said, man, hip hop is, is a whole, man. I just love it at the end of the day, bro. And I'm just blessed to be a part of it. I mean, like I said, I never did it for the money. I did it just so I could make my staple on the ground so, you know, a nigga made it. I was here. Even if I don't sell another record, I go to my grave saying, yo, I made it. You know, that's a dream in itself because, you know, everybody's a producer now. Everybody's a rapper because of technology. Yeah. And be one of those selected few that actually make it and have a real placement. And you deal with, you have relationships with certain people. Man, I'm, I'm just, I'm just blessed that I can say I was a part of hip hop. I was a part of the culture. Yo, what's Jimmy Iovine like? 
I, I talked to Jimmy one time, real short. It wasn't like, hey, that was how you do it. Hey, what's up? You know what I mean? So, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know what the nigga like. Like, I don't know. But a funny, another funny story I can tell you was uh, my first time going to Interscope. This is a while back. Uh, right before Kendrick dropped, actually. So, my godbrother was like the head and I who, uh, you know, discovered Kendrick. You know what I mean? Him and Cole did whatever. So, I'm in the office, right? I'm hearing Kendrick new shit. Mike Will did it. Mike Will made it. Did a couple of joints in there. Hit boy shit. And then his brother was like, yo, Nels, play your shit. <laughs> my nigga. I turned the first beat on. This nigga gets up on his desk and walks out the fucking room. I'm like, oh, shit. Playing like some sample joints, then he came back in the rooms like, Yo, Nels, that's the shit I need right there. And at the end of the day, he ended up taking like nine beats out of like 15. I mean, and that began, you know, them fly me out every month, being in the studio. I get I used to get free studio time, get flown out, uh, working with artists, working with up and coming artists. Um, like I met Baby King, Kendra's cousin, way before he popped off. Um, like I said, bro, I've just been blessed to be around greatness and. God bless me to put me in certain places like the, the walkthrough in the scope building with no with no credits at that time, with no record deal, no nothing. I was just in there, bro. And you know, that shit just motivated me to keep going and then I'm here today. That nigga uh like like is Kendrick like a regular dude or is he like Yoda? That nigga cool as shit, man. Yeah. It's a perception, bro. You know what I'm saying? They see he wears the funny clothes sometimes, but He's just a regular person like me and you, bro. Regular person. Him and Schoolboy Q, that's my dog right there. They're regular people, bro. But people's perception is like, you, you don't see him out in public. You don't see him in the clubs like that. He's a private dude. And you got to respect that. Like, some artists like that privacy because, you know, once they drop an album, they, they're fucking everywhere. You know, it's crazy. I was I was listening to Good Kid, Mad City, uh, actually yesterday. Mm -hmm. Hey, good. Bars. It's a beautiful fucking album. Like I, I don't I don't give too many albums just period hip hop or otherwise like perfect album status. Mm -hmm. I definitely, definitely would have to give Good Kid Mad City perfect album status. You could I, I, I like this, you could tell he put some thought and creativeness behind that whole project. The placement of each song is perfect. Sonically, yeah. the transitions from, you know, this song to that song, yo, like, yeah, like the thought put into the details, it's crazy. Same right. thing with uh, Southern Playalistic for Outkast. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a classic. That's a classic that, album. But it's just a, that and do Doggy Style. Snoop oh, Dogg's probably the most well put together album in hip hop history, maybe get rich or die trying. You don't think the chronic was a well put together album? The first chronic? I think it was, but it was not doggy style. Like doggy style whole different level, bro. I'm sorry. Yeah. I that's a whole different level. 
Yeah, doggy style was like you know the chronic was was moms, but doggy style was the wonder kid like the. That was that shit. I can't even hold. It. Doggy style was the shit. Yeah, like that. I don't. It it it's you can have an album as good as doggy style, but you're not gonna have an album better. No, no, not at all. Not at all. You know. I ain't gonna hold you up. I know you got shit to do, man. You know. I just want to talk about my TV show I got coming out. Oh, you got a TV show? Yeah, I'm partners with a a company named uh, Red Coral. My partner is uh, Larry Meisrich. He did movies like Belly, New Jersey Drive, Sling Blade, um, over 150 movies alone. So we have our own OTT platform. This for anybody, you know, listening artist-wise, you know, movie producers, directors, whatever. We develop a platform where it's artists first. I mean, unlike YouTube, you know, you gotta have 500 subscribers, then you gotta have 4,000 hours watched before you get monetized. Our platform, you're monetized from play one. I mean, and if you do the numbers, if you get a million views on YouTube after you get monetized, you're only gonna get a check between $3,500 and $5,500. On our platform, you get a million views, you're gonna get $40,000 to $65,000. I mean, YouTube can pay y'all the same, but they just don't share. We're willing to share. The artists will always have a bigger cut than the, than the company will. So that's the whole other story. Just got, download Red Coral. It's free to subscribe. You know, it's free. We got content on here from battle raps, podcasts, short films, comedy shows. So getting back to my show, Bars, um, you know, it's basically like a hip-hop version of American Idol, but I added producers to it. I mean, I got Headcrack. I'm not sure if you know who Headcrack is. He was on the radio. Yeah, the radio. Yeah, that's that. My bro, he's the host of my show. Um, I don't like know, that nigga, man. Yeah, funny. Uh, dude, I'm just fucking with you. I'm just fucking with you. Try. <laughs> <You know, yeah. laughs> <laughs> nah, but uh, well, uh, the show. You know, we're gonna fly across ten major cities. Um, we're gonna find the top ten producers. The top ten rappers are moving to a house in Atlanta or LA uh for like two months. So nobody gets eliminated. It's, it's a different challenge every week. Um and at the end of the day, the winner get two hundred and fifty thousand dollars in cash. Um I got some heavy hitters attached to it. I'm not gonna announce it yet until I do like the official commercial for it. But you can go on my link, it's free to uh register for the contest. Like I said, it's for rappers and producers, it's free to subscribe, free to sign up. Now, me and come get this bag. It's $250,000 in cash with your name on it. Just got to tap in that link in my bio and go to Red Coral and download it. It's free. Okay. I heard podcasts in there, too. How do nigga, I get my shit on there? Nigga, you talking to the plug, nigga? I, that's why I'm asking. <laughs> well, what we can do, bro, um, I, I shoot you my number. Okay. Have a good conversation offline. I'll tell you what the breakdown is. Like what I just told you, there's always... Uh, going towards the artists, you know what I mean? Um, though they eat more, uh, everything is transparent. I can give you a di- I give every artist a digital store to sell their merch. I can give they got enough content, I can give you your own channel, you know what I mean? And like I said, we pay way more than fucking YouTube. Way yes. more. I got eight years worth of shit. I got enough. I got enough. No, uh, bro, we well, we can get your channel. We can get you a channel, bro. That's no yeah. cap. Yeah. I mean, another thing I'm working on, I'm working for uh, you know, me and my guy Joe Blast from the Heat Makers. We're doing a lot of stuff for Super Bowl in Vegas with the uh, gaming with Madden and 2K. That's going to be another announcement. Uh, me and got some real big heavy hitters on that platform as well. When we start, you know, dropping the ads and the commercials. But, uh, yeah, man, just tap in with me if you're an artist or producer. You want to get your – you really want to make money. 
off your your hard work that you don't spend money from studio time, producers, whatever. You ready to make your money back? Hit up Red Coral, DM me, whatever. It's like I said, it's free. We don't charge nothing. Now we good on the bag over here. All right, man, because niggas be coming on the show live. Nigga, I'm gonna tell you what, nigga. I got a deck. You can go, like I said, it's, if you we're at 92 percent of the homes across America. We're on Roku, Fire Stick. Oh, I ain't talking about that. I'm oh. talking about oh, I'm, I'm gonna give you my number, nigga. Hit me up. Nigga, you know how many times I heard that. That, yeah. I hit that nigga blocked. Nigga, you can ask any. I got so many. <laughs> I pick up like I know these niggas. Like, oh, what's up, man? Because like I said, bro, I wouldn't be here today if I didn't get my shot. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not trying to say I'm Jesus. But, you know, if you're serious about your, you know, your craft, DM me. I'll definitely get back to you. I'm very accessible for right now. So let's get to this bag, artist and producer. Shit. I'm, I'm yeah. a real Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with the shits, bro. You know, uh, yo, this has been a dope ass conversation. One more question, I'm gonna let you go. All right, you get six, sixteen bars. Any MC in the history of hip hop to save your life? Who you got? To save my life? Yes. Shit. Um, sixteen. That's gonna save my life. I'm gonna have to go with. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with either Kendrick. Okay. Or, or a hove. Oddly enough, and I think that he has never made a remotely close to a classic album, but very dope songs along the way. Sixteen bars. I'm gonna go with Jada Kiss. Mm. Okay, I'll give you that one. I, I could definitely say Kiss. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I put him up there. But the thing about Hove, he's still Hove, bro. He talk about the thing about love about Hove, like like you said. How niggas put out so much music about bricks, whatever. Hove elevated. You know what I mean? He talk about art now. He talk yeah. about yeah. And I love to see that shit because Hove been in the game so long, but he's still making progress. He's still elevating. He's just showing he like transitioned real. perfectly. Exactly. So you gotta you gotta respect Hove for that off the rip. Where he's yeah. not about being in the projects no more. He's talking about being in the jets, changing the forecast. It's a whole different game out here, bro. Yeah. Yeah, like I really wasn't a whole fan too much before the retirement. Mm -hmm. After the retirement, nigga. A lot oh, man. of four, 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 dog. That's in my, one of my top five albums. Yo, talking about gems. That nigga spit a whole mind. And I, I think you know today's today's rap music, bro. Honestly. Because everything is about, even with the digital, social media, everything is about having access and letting people really get to know you. And I think on 444, he really let people inside his life about, you know, cheating on Beyonce, his mom's being a lesbian, you know, certain shit like that, how he lost it on certain deals, bad business deals. So I think the more, as an artist, you open up to your, your audience, the more they perceive you. Yeah. And the more they perceive you, the more they like you, the more they know about you, the more they like you. But once you get to that certain level, bro, it's just like you you got to respect his non-pin game because it's not right. You got to respect his shit. Which is, which is wild to me that the niggas be bragging about not writing. Punching in a million times is writing, bro. <laughs> like if you go in the studio and make a song in two takes, okay, you're not writing, I give you the credit. Right. But if you go in the studio 74 times, nigga, and punch in a thousand and four times, nigga, you writing. You just not physically writing it down so you can say you don't write. You you writing in the air, however you want to call it. You cheating. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to hear that. 
ink pen he writing the air he can read that shit man what come on bro like if i say something a thousand times i'm not writing really but i'm writing well okay i, I see where you're coming from but it still takes damn near genius to memorize lines that you don't write down to go do a whole concert with think about it in that perspective yeah if you do it the night before <laughs> if you got six months to remember this shit, it's no different. Right, you right. I give you that. <laughs> I, I, I can't even argue with Toy Nasty, nigga. You won. You won. Okay. <laughs> you won. Uh, uh, Yo, <laughs> this has been a dope ass conversation. I ain't had a good ass hip hop conversation in a long ass time, man. Very, okay. very, very dope, bro. Um, anytime you got some shit going on, you got some. Yo, and definitely, I'm about to uh, inbox you my number too. Um, but you got anything going on, bro? You want to come back on, please. Just let me know. Oh, I say less. I just tell Brittany, make sure she send me the link next time. <laughs> Brittany. <laughs> Yo, hey, shout out to Brittany, though, man. Cause I fuck yeah. with her, man. Like, oh, she, people, she, she's part, yeah. actually part of Red Coral, too, bro. Like, uh, I met her at the DJ Summit uh, a while back. And I seen how she was moving around, you know, networking. I was like, Yo, I bet you show you shit about her shit. So I approached her. She didn't know who the fuck I was. You know what I'm saying? I didn't say, hey, I'm Nels. I do this and that. That's not my MO. I don't start up with that conversation. So um, I see how she's working, like, you know, these concerts she was doing, like these showcases. So I brought her to Red Coral, you know, to recruit, to bring other artists on. She's about her shit. She's not caught up in the whole glitz and glamour, the whole hip-hop shit. Her mind is, like, just straight focused. So that's why I brought her over to Red Coral. So she's part of the team and the family as well, bro. Yo, that's dope. I, I didn't, you know, she didn't, she didn't, she didn't give me a couple interviews, so she must think I'm okay. So yeah, you know. especially I'm on here, niggas. I don't interview everybody, nigga. Like, nigga, I got yeah, you. I know. I, trust me, I noticed. I did the research, nigga. I'm like, yo, this nigga's got one interview that I can find. <laughs> I'm like this. <laughs> I did like three interviews, and it was like, you know, because you don't judge people by like what you what you see on a page, but you get like a little hint, like, ah. I'm not gonna do that. It's gonna be some bullshit. I mean, so I got a couple interviews out there. I don't know if the niggas put them up or they took them down or they they broke up. I don't know what the hell is going on. But I got like at least I got at least a good six seven interviews out there for us. Like you say, broke up. I'm for this nigga to take the shit. That shit will never be. Footage, you know, I got some interviews out there, bro. You gotta find the motherfuckers, man. Some motherfuckers somewhere, bro. You know what? Like, I just try to uh, I I, I watch the old interviews when I can just to kind of gleam a couple things that that I don't know, or you know, like like little nuggets that I think okay, and it's not being critical of nobody, but nobody asks every question because I even do the shit to myself, like, damn, I left this question on on the table. But it'd be some things that I'm like, okay, well, you know what? He said so-and-so. I personally would like him to, you know, go a little deeper into that. Or why did you do this? Or, you know what I'm saying? So i just be looking for that that one thing. And then I want people to know, okay, yeah, I looked you up, nigga. Right. Because I get a lot of people to be like, oh, you looked me up? Yes, nigga. What what, what, what about, like, like, who you fucking with? Like, I'm not, you know, if I can, I'm going to do some research on you. Now, if somebody called me up and said I want to interview tomorrow... If I'm off tomorrow, I'm gonna wake up and I'm I'm YouTubing and Googling your ass. Right, right, you know, right. So I don't want to be an idiot. 
I got songs like people like Mike's song with the whole, uh, you know, the whole George Floyd thing was going on. I did one of those records. It was uh, Slot Piper, Ray Manuel, Graf, and my song. Yeah, I heard that joint. The King of Kings or something like that. Yeah, yeah, Killing Kings, yeah. So, Nigga, that beat? I uh, appreciate it, bro. Appreciate Good it. Lord. That, the God himself was touching the boards. <laughs> Dead at, hey yo, I I literally I heard that. Matter of fact, it was on that uh the uh what you call it that you was on? What? The uh the uh podcast that I saw you on. Oh the, uh Donkey Joint? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's where I and that's what that's how I'm like, oh Ray Emanuel. Oh, this nigga and then I went down the Ray Emanuel wormhole. Nigga and was nigga. like got bars, bro. Yeah. So yeah, I'm saying, I need the young brother on here. You know, I want to be able to, you know, when I'm dead and gone, my family going to eat off that interview. This one, too. But now I get you his info after this, bro. That's no problem. So that's my little bro. And uh, like I said, I just want to see people win, man. I just want to tell people, man, never give up. When shit get rough or you think it's not going to happen, man, that's the time you got to do it the most and really sit down and focus because there's so much shit out here from violence and just, you know, technology shit that's going on right now, man. If you really want to be in this music shit, just never give up. Stay focused and try to stay positive, even during the dark moments, man. Because, like, at the end of the day, I'm a fucking walking testimony, bro. Dreams do come true at the end of the day. Yo, why the fuck does that look like a drive through window behind you, though? Oh, that's, that's my fucking booth, bro. I got a booth in my crib. This yo, time. I'm, I'm looking at that shit like, yo, that looks like, like a drive through So, if you <laughs> see, everybody that came here inside my wall, that's that's graph um that's black metaphor that does a lot of shit for rick ross down here that's motherfucking king roscoe that was in that jd show years back when lotto was here when lotto was on there and like my back wall behind that man it's, it's at least over i say 300 signatures from like trey cheney from the wire's been here um a couple man, man like my house bro is like the cosby house bro you never know who the fuck gonna be in my house you know it's crazy I interviewed Malcolm Jamal Warner. What was that last month? That was probably like one of my just for me, mm -hmm. you know, one of my from childhood. Right. Oh my God, man. Right. My all, God. I to, all I wanted to do was ask about the Gordon Gartrell too. Uh, <laughs> that was it. <laughs> like I have been thinking about that question, nigga, for for months. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I got Lamar Odom signature. Well, Lamar just lived with me for a minute. Um, like, what? Story. Yeah, that's, that's like my bro, bro. That's he just lived with me for a minute before he moved to LA. He's doing great now. God bless him. He got five uh, rehabilitation centers out in LA now. He's doing real great. Uh, he lived with me for some months. And hear the stories that he used to tell me about, you know, Kobe. Man, it, it motivates you so much, bro, because Kobe had that real. Mama mentality shit, bro. He used to tell me like all type of stories about Kobe, bro. Shit that nobody else would know but just him and Kobe. And to have those type that type of information, you use that shit to make yourself better. Understand like if you want to be the best, you really gotta put that work in, bro. Cause nothing is nothing is handed to you and anything that you that you're chasing. If you want to be the best, you really gotta fucking put your head down and just go in, bro, at the end of the day. Nigga, trust me, I know. But damn, that's fucking dope. This yeah. nigga sleeping on your couch? 
Nah, I ain't gonna talk about how big my house is, but I ain't had a room. Nigga. <laughs> no, I'm shit. I, you come, you come stay with me, nigga. You on the couch? I'm sorry. Everyone <laughs> they had a room, bro. Like I still got some of this shit in my fucking storage, the sneakers, all type of shit, bro. Like that's my brother, and I'm just proud of him because you know everybody knows his story, and yeah. to see right now being blessed with these facilities and what he's doing. Salute, because it's never about to fall off. It's about to bounce back. You feel me? Man, yeah, because we all going to fall. Oh, nigga, you, you better know it. Yeah, yeah, trust me. I still got mud on my forehead. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, man, I'm going to let you get out of here. I know, you know, uh, yo, yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely uh, appreciate the conversation, man. Um oh, I'm not sure if there's anything possible I can actually do for you, but if there is, bro, just hit me up and I got you. Uh, I want to say, you know, whoever tuned in to watch this interview, thank you for spending time with us. And I mean, uh, look me up. I'm very accessible. Hit me in the DM if you're an artist. You know what I mean? A rap or whatever. Click on my bike and try to get that 250. And like I said, you know, just just follow me, you know, just uh, let's keep this hip-hop um, culture alive. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I'll throw a couple clips out there tomorrow when I wake up. I'll throw some shit together. Uh, please make sure y'all, you know, share it, whatever. You know, we can use we can use all the love we can get over here. Anyway, man, this is the legendary Black Nails. Um, I'm Jobs. It's been another episode of Intellectually Petty Radio. On that note, man, y'all have a good one. I'll holler at you, bro. Peace, all right, bro. Be easy. No doubt. <laughs>